This is PhotoBizX, episode number 514, and today we are talking photography exhibitions and how to utilize them as a marketing strategy for your photography business. Today's special guest has done exactly that, not once but twice, and she is sharing exactly what she learned from both her experiences and how she was able to generate over $75,000 of income through these exhibitions. All that, and she lives and works in a small country town in Australia. I'm talking about Katie Phillips, and that interview is coming up in just a minute. Are you planning to have a successful wedding and portrait photography business? Join Andrew as he interviews successful photographers and business experts to fast-track your success. Welcome to the Photo Biz Exposed podcast with your host, Andrew Helmich. Hey, it's Andrew Helmich here, host of the Photo Biz X podcast, where I interview guests from around the world to help you grow a better photography business even faster than going it alone. And I know you are going to love Katie when I share her interview, which is coming up in just a minute. And don't worry if the idea of a photography exhibition has never crossed your mind or you think it's too big a task to take on, because Katie shares everything that she learned through hosting her exhibitions. And I can assure you, The first one was a very simple and small affair, but still had fantastic results in regards to income generated. So stick around for that. It's coming up in just a minute. If you didn't catch last week's episode with Alana Wexler, make sure you get back and have a listen to that one. Her specialty is pay-per-click advertising or Google ads. And that's the topic we focused on last week. If Facebook ads aren't working for you or you're looking for an alternative, maybe you've tried Google ads in the past and had no success or the ads got too expensive like they did for me, well, Ilana shares a ton of great info on how to get the very most out of Google ads. The response has been very cool. I'm hearing from photographers that don't want to utilize Facebook ads anymore that are looking for an additional source of traffic. And some photographers that I've heard from Love the idea of Google ads because that's where people are actually going to shop for photographers and they don't need a thousand leads. They just want to book a limited number of sessions per month or per year. So again, get back and have a listen to Alana Wexler if you want to learn about Google ads and how to utilize them for your photography business. I've got two quick things I want to share with you before we get into this interview with Katie. Actually, it could be three. No, it's two. <laughs> the first one, if you haven't heard last week's episode or seen the email that I sent out last week, we have some sales training coming up this week. It's being presented by photography business coach Mark Rosetto, who has first-hand experience on how to best make sales in your photography business. He ran his own photography studio in Melbourne successfully for years And since then, he's become one of Australia's best and most well-known photography business coaches. He's going to be presenting that training. It's live this Thursday morning, Australian Eastern Time. All the details are at photobizx.com forward slash sales course, including your local time for that live training. Now, don't worry if you can't make the live training because it will be available to you as a recording Not long after the live session, it'll be on the PhotoBizX website as a standalone course. But the beauty of registering before the live training happens this week is you get access for $97. 
and that price is doubling immediately after the live session has been delivered. So it's $97 if you register before Thursday this week. In addition to the special price, you're also going to get free access to the online photography sales masterclass. So you'll be able to combine exactly what Mark shares in his sales training with the other online photography sales masterclass. Now, the whole idea of Mark's training is to not only improve your sales, but to make larger sales more often to more clients. He's going to show you how to set up your website, how to set up your price list, what you need to be showing, what you need to be shooting, the conversations you need to be having all the things that need to be happening and you need to have in place to make sales so, so easy in your business. He has helped hundreds of photographers with exactly this and you would normally pay so much more to have this as a one-on-one training. So come along, register for the course, take it when you can and improve the sales in your photography business. Again, more details at photobizx.com forward slash sales course. And I've got links in the show notes for today's episode as well. You're listening to the number one photography business podcast with Andrew Helmich, photobizx.com. The other thing I wanted to mention before we get into this interview with Katie is you may have heard in past episodes and via email that my eldest son, Matthew, is getting married to his girlfriend, now fiance, Lauren. And we were having dinner as a family a couple of weeks ago. And we were talking about hiring a photographer and the cost, pricing, that kind of thing. And I didn't have my price list on hand. So I said to to Matthew, just jump onto the Impact Images website and download my price list. You can do it right there or come straight to your phone. So he did that and we went on to talk about pricing and I forgot all about that. Anyway, he sends me this private message on Messenger this week and he says, I'll read out his message. He says, hey, dad. I requested your Impact Images price list two weeks ago at family dinner. I've received two automated follow-up emails from you since. I'm sure you mention it all the time on your podcast, but you're the only one of all the companies that we've inquired to that has sent us helpful and informative follow-up emails. Such a small thing that no one is doing for some reason. The reason I wanted to share that with you is if you are not using automated emails, and don't have that set up to go out to anyone that inquires with you, you are missing out. This is so easy. I set this up years and years ago, and it continues to run on autopilot. So it's one of those jobs you can do once, and you never have to do again. Now, you might have to update what you're actually sending in that email, but it really is set and forget, and it happens on autopilot, and no one else is doing it. So Matthew and Lauren have made inquiries to not only photographers, but to florists, venues, makeup artists, hairstylists, like a whole range of different services that go in to planning a wedding and not one of them has automated email responses and it's so easy to do. Now for me, I use my price list as a lead magnet, which for me is the easiest thing to offer as a download to get someone's email address and the beauty of that is then I can follow up with email automatically and I position myself as the expert in my local area because in those follow-up emails, I'm sending advice and tips and ideas to help, in this case, Matthew and Lauren plan the perfect wedding on the Central Coast. Now, if you want to go and check out what I have on my website, just go to impact-images.com.au. You'll see uh, an option there to download my price list. It doesn't matter if you're a photographer and you want to do this, totally fine with me. 
and then you'll get those follow-up emails as well. What I am trying to do with those follow-up emails is to elicit a response and then I can take them off the automated emails and start responding to them personally and potentially set up a, an engagement session and, and book their wedding. That's, that's the plan. I guess the, the moral of this particular story is to set up some automated email replies to anyone that inquires or makes an inquiry with you. Make sure you have a lead magnet. If you don't have something as a lead magnet that you think will work to bring in some emails, start with your price list. Use that as something to measure against. So if you start getting downloads of your price list and you want to try a different, uh, say, PDF, for example, give that a try and see how that works compared to using your price list as a lead magnet. Uh, If it's not any better, then go back to the price list and then try something else. So you're always testing and measuring, looking to find the best possible lead magnet to get the most emails that you can, the most emails from potential clients that you possibly can. Oh, and if you want some ideas on what to actually say to people that are subscribed to your email newsletter. Once the automated emails have run their course, then go and check out the $9 email membership with Liz Wilcox. You can also find an interview that I did with her on the podcast. It's what I use to send out my emails. It is absolutely fantastic. It's a total bargain. And you can learn more about that at photobizx.com forward slash Liz Wilcox. I can't recommend that one highly enough. You're listening to Photo Biz Exposed with your host, Andrew Helmich. Okay, we are going to jump into this interview with Katie Phillips. If you are hearing this announcement, it does mean you are listening to the free version of the podcast. Now, what that means is you won't hear the full interview today with Katie. I am saving a large portion of the second half for premium members only. The good news is you can access the full interview for as little as $1.00 with a 30-day trial membership. There are more details about that over at photobizx.com forward slash try. Welcome to another great eye for business. It's time for Andrew's special guest. Today's guest is a country girl based in rural Australia who focuses on families, couples and babies in her photography business. And it was the following message that had me requesting this interview. She wrote recently, Hi, Andrew. I know it's very late notice, but I wanted to invite you to my exhibition opening. It started as a marketing strategy to get clients in the door, but now it's morphed into something much bigger. The project has been an incredible experience and one that's been a fantastic source of income. Now, the first time I did this in 2021, I was able to book my entire year from one Facebook ad and generate almost $75,000 in income. This year was a bit different as I had to put it all together in about two months, but it's bigger and better in a proper gallery. Last time it was in a recently vacated retail space and I'm looking forward to the opening on Saturday. I'm talking about Katie Phillips from the small country town of Cooma in Australia and I'm wrapped to have her with me now to learn more. Katie, welcome. Hi, Andrew. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> so when was the exhibition, the recent one? It opened on the 4th of March in sort of preparation for International Women's Day and we went through and I took it down on Sunday actually. So what was Sunday? I can't do the maths backwards. (laughs) Today is Thursday, the 6th of April, so you work it out. Okay, okay. So you had the exhibition. Was it in an actual like an art gallery, a photographic gallery? What was it? 
Yeah, so there's this beautiful space that we have in Cooma called the Raglan Gallery and I was lucky enough to be able to book the space for a month and it is an absolutely gorgeous space and has lots of shows throughout the year and, and I happen to be one of them. Unreal. So is the idea of the exhibition to generate an income or does the income come well before the actual exhibition? Uh, the income comes before the exhibition. It's kind of a, a two birds with one stone kind of scenario. I'm really passionate about giving women a voice and particularly mums in this instance. And the exhibition was all about celebrating mothers because, you know, let's face it, mums are the unsung heroes of the world. <laughs> and um, so it's just an opportunity to to shine a light on them and share their beautiful portraits and share their words as well. So that was the sort of basis of it. But then from the portrait sessions that I do to get these portraits, I then give them the opportunity to purchase additional prints and products. And that's where the sales come from. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So it kind of started as like the Bernie ads thing, the infamous Bernie ad, and it sort of came from that. So the free shoot and then the gift print, and then if they wanted to purchase more, they could. Unreal. All right, let me take you back. So how were things going in your business before you had that first exhibition? Um, great. (laughs) I was sort of just starting out. So that exhibition call was really my first big, I want to say break. Is that the right word? Yeah. Yeah. The kind of the first big opportunity to really sort of get my name out there and to, to feel like an established business. So before that, I was sort of trying anything and everything, doing anything and everything, and just trying to find my way in this big wide world of photography. So tell me then, before you had that first exhibition, you were trying to find your way. Yeah. I'm guessing you still had a website. You'd tried some different marketing. Like, were you actually getting bookings? Were you making sales? Like, how was business actually going for you? Yeah, I was making some sales, some bookings. It was kind of dribs and drabs, really. I was doing sort of more weddings back then that they were fun, but they really didn't fit in the end. They weren't really my jam in the end. So I tried to transition and find a new way, a new path for me. And getting into family photography was really something that was so much fun, but trying to find people was quite difficult. Because of where you're based or you just didn't know, like, why? (laughs) That's a good question, Andrew. Um, I don't think it was from where I was based because, I mean, clearly it was my marketing, let's be honest, because now, you know, now that I'm established and, you know, from this one call, I had so much interest that it it was was me. Let's face it, it was me. (laughs) Okay, so you were the same photographer. You tried some marketing, it wasn't working, and then you put this thing into action, this wanted ad for your exhibition, and then things took off. Yeah, absolutely. From that one ad, I generated 92 leads and that was kind of the start of it. And it grew from there, really. So what's fascinating to me is like you had the same audience available to you the whole time. You just had to sort of, you know, find the key to unlock access to them and then you found it. Absolutely. Absolutely. They were there all the time, but I mean, they didn't know who I was. They didn't know what I was doing. And And so being able to get out there and show people 
what I'm doing through this Facebook ad was really the pivotal moment to, you know, unlocking that that audience, which was great to find that. I mean, honestly, the Facebook ad was probably not the most eloquent or <laughs> fancy setup or anything like that. I just sort of bumbled my way through the basics, but it really proved to be something that changed my whole business and really got me out there as a photographer, which was great. Awesome. So what I hear from so many photographers when they want to run these wanted style ads is they're fearful about being disingenuous about the reason for running the the promotion. You know, I don't feel I don't feel like I'm doing the right thing by advertising these free sessions when I'm trying to make sales. So when you went into that or when you created that first ad, what was the premise behind it? Was it an exhibition? Was it a book? Was it just free sessions to get clients in? You know, what was your reason for running that ad? Um, I'm really conscious of being very transparent in everything that I do. So the exhibition, so I was wanting people to come in for the exhibition, but I was also within that giving them the opportunity to to purchase more. And I stated that within the ad. And I think that sort of helped to weed out people who were just looking for the free stuff. So from memory, I think I put in, you know, families wanted for an exhibition and what you'll get. So it was a, le- a list of what they'll get within the session and then the opportunity to purchase additional prints if they fell in love with more than just their gift print. So I wanted to be really specific and clear as to what they were getting. So nobody felt like they were being duped. I don't like that feeling and I don't want to ever put anybody through that feeling. For sure. Okay, so there's nothing extraordinary about your ad, but it does sound like you already had the idea. So there was always going to be an exhibition, like that was from the get-go. Yeah. Absolutely. So did you have a space already sorted that was going to exhibit your work or did you think, I'll work that out later? (laughs) A little bit. (laughs) Yeah. So I was really lucky that a friend of mine let me use her recently vacated space. She had a floristry in there and moved out and then this beautiful furniture, giftwares, amazing interior design shop moved in and then when she shifted to a bigger space the premises was vacant for a period of time and I sort of was looking at it and looking at it and went "Mm, do you think I could do something with it and she just went yeah absolutely you have it for this amount of time because then we have solicitors moving in so I was really lucky in that I got that space for free. Right so how long of a lead time did you have to have the sessions done and the prints ready to exhibit? A couple of months. So I had the idea and I had about, I was working on it, working on it, working on it. And it would have been probably 12 months that I was working on it. And just sort of like, it was kind of this little idea that I had that I was looking for a space and then this popped up and went, that's it. And so I had to jump on it pretty soon. So not everyone that I had shot well, not everyone that I had booked was able to be in that exhibition, which meant that I then was able to use them for the next exhibition, which was perfect because I had literally two months to pull that one together. And that was huge. Okay. So I feel like you've said two months and 12 months. Yeah. Sorry. So the first exhibition I had 12 months to put it together. Did I have 12 months? Sorry, Andrew. Let me just get my numbers. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. So the first exhibition was in 2021 and the key here is that I had everything lined up ready to go but then COVID shut me down. Right. 
That's right. Sorry. And so once COVID sort of the lockdowns lifted, I was able to then get everybody rebooked in because I had everyone booked and then I had to rebook everyone in. So I did have a few people drop off from that, but managed to book enough people to have the exhibition and then to have the rest of them to be in the next exhibition. There was like a 12-month period that I did have booked, but I got shut down from COVID. Got Okay, so it all really came together in two months at the end of the day. That was the second exhibition. Oh, okay, right. Okay, so you had yeah. okay, you had a bit of time. I had a bit of time for the first exhibition and then the second exhibition, the space came up. Well, the opportunity came up and they, the gallery contacted me and said, hey, I know you mentioned this a while back, but would you like to do it? We have a spot. And that was in December last year. And I went, sure, I'll do that. And then had all these people that I had to rebook from the last one who couldn't be in the last exhibition and came into the second exhibition, which was really great because I had that sort of spillover because I had the deadline of the solicitors and then was able to put in everybody who missed out on the first one in the second one, which was great. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Okay. I wanted to stay with the first one just so we can sort of keep this timeline. And also what I love about the first one, I had a little look online. Don't get me wrong. It looks fantastic from the photos I saw, but it doesn't look anywhere near as impressive as the second one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it looked quite simple and basic. It's still lovely. Yeah. Um, and I hope oh, you don't yeah. take offense to that. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> but I guess I would hate for a listener to run with this idea and think it's got to be, you know, in a gallery for the very first time. You basically had an empty space. And I think, mm. did you have like framed eight by tens or something? They weren't large prints, were they, that first exhibition? No. No, they weren't. They were five by sevens, actually. Five by There you go. Okay. I love that. They were little. Okay. Yeah. They were little. And. I know all my framing friends and print lab people are going to hate me saying this, but I got the frames from Ikea, which is (laughs) blasphemous, I know. But you were on a budget. And that's the thing. Like I wanted to keep it really cost friendly as well because, you know, even though it is an exhibition, it doesn't have to cost the earth. So the five by sevens, frame them in Ikea frames, put them on my wall, on the wall in the in the space and actually my nan and auntie helped me hang them all which was really nice (laughs) so good it was really lovely and then just you know got some food and everyone gathered for this sort of opening event and then they had to come down the next day unfortunately so it was really quick wow okay yeah so what happened to those frame prints from that exhibition um they are sitting in my bedroom Oh, okay. Yeah. So you didn't sell them or give them away? I gave some of them away. But because people chose different ones for their gift prints, they didn't necessarily choose the ones that I would put in the exhibition. And because, um, I don't know, I have missed an opportunity there, I think. But, I mean, I can always go back and, you know, sell them uh, later on as well. So that's the plan. But I thought I would want to use the, the frames again potentially. So I didn't, I wasn't too worried about selling them. Got it. Okay. Then let me take you back a touch further. So you run your wanted ad for mums. Mm-hmm. You say in the ad that they will have the option to purchase more. Yep. 
So that's all very clear. And then you start getting inquiries. Do you send people to a landing page or do you get them to – you do. Okay, so they go to a landing page, fill out a questionnaire, mm-hmm. and then you contact them by phone. And are you actually trying to qualify them then or is anyone that filled out the form going to be getting a shoot? No, no, because I had 92 people fill out the form. There was no way that I was going to be able to fulfill everybody. So I sent out a link to the – people that I like the stories of, so the people who shared something about their family or, you know, had a really interesting story, I sent out a booking link for a phone chat and then from there had a talk with with the people who booked in from the phone chat. Okay, so they booked through Calendly at a time that suited you because I know you've got kids as well. (laughs) And so did anyone that got on the phone call still not get a session because you didn't feel they were a good fit? Yeah, absolutely. So the phone chat was another sort of pre-qualifier where I was able to say, oh, you're on the short list. And then the people who, you know, I really connected with or who seemed like would be a really great fit for the exhibition, they were offered a session. Okay. So without being crass, were you qualifying with regards to what you think they might spend on photos afterwards or were you qualifying based on the story to accompany the photo in the exhibition? I was qualifying based on connection first and foremost and the way they spoke about their family as well, which kind of, to me, kind of emphasises their priorities and if they were really passionate about their family, well, then they're the sort of people that I'd like to photograph and generally they're the people who will spend on their family. True. Because they enjoy seeing their family all around them all the time. (laughs) Love it. I love it. Okay. And then was the first one a motherhood exhibition as well? Yes. Okay. So what we're told by most photographers and marketing people and coaches is it's best to get the whole family in for those sessions. Now, even though you're focusing on motherhood, and I looked at a lot of your photos on Instagram and on Facebook and even on your website, a lot of those photos feature the mum, mum and the kids. Mm -hmm. There are dads in some, but not all of them. Was that on purpose or did it matter if the dad was there or the, the other parent was there for the photo session? Yeah, so one of the things that had to happen was that dad or the partner needed to be there for the session. And, you know, because they were there, we may as well put them in some nice clothes and then they may as well jump in for a few. So that was that was a really nice way to include the partners and the dads in the sessions but to have the focus really be on mum. Okay, so the dads might not make it into the exhibition, but they're certainly going to be shown the photos in the sales session. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so if a dad or partner couldn't make the session, then what, they had to find another time or what happened there? It didn't happen that often because it was made really clear that the dads needed to show up or the partners needed to be there as well. So I think there was only maybe one that didn't have the partner there and they weren't too concerned anyway. Okay. And what about single mums? Still a good fit or what's your experience? Still a good fit? Absolutely still a good fit. I had, I remember one beautiful young single mum. I do payment plans in my business and she paid hers off over, I think, just under 12 months, just paying $50 a week. And that was a really beautiful thing because she ended up getting this gorgeous big wall art of her and her little man. So it it was lovely. It was really great. So good. Who do you use for your payment plans or how do you structure those? So I was doing them with 
uh, non-automated reminders, which was very clunky, but now I've worked it out how to do it through ShootProof where it's automatic. Okay, so they get a reminder and, what, and then an automatic deduction on their credit card? Yeah. Cool, okay. And you can do that with ShootProof with Australian clients? Yes, yes, you can. Fantastic. Cool, all right. Let's leave it to the listener to go and explore that if they need to. Yeah. So you had 92 leads come in from that one Facebook ad. Did you spend a ton on the ad? I wrote it down actually for you. I spent $43.05. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So it might be more expensive. I'll ask you about the more recent ad. But yeah, okay, that's an absolute bargain. How many sessions were you looking to book? At that point, I didn't actually have a cap. So I just thought, I'll see how many I can get, um, which was great. And and sort of didn't, I didn't need to fulfill a certain number. This last one I did, but yeah, it was kind of open-ended. Nice. So when you're having the conversations with the mums, I'm guessing you mostly had those conversations with the mums, was the focus of that conversation around the family and the photo shoot? Was it around the exhibition? Was it what they would purchase afterwards for their home? Like how did that conversation play out? It was basically a conversation about them and their family. So it was a get to know you sort of conversation. And then we sort of went into what the purpose was. So the exhibition and and then we went into what was included and then we went into the print options. Okay, so you talked about pricing. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Because, again, I, I really value transparency, so I didn't want to turn up to the print meeting and go, here's the prices, you're going to spend thousands <laughs> and then have a heart attack because that wouldn't be very fair. Sure, yeah. And do you feel that more or do you feel like there's more pressure on you to be transparent because you live in a smaller community? Um, or do you see your clients around town? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I've actually become really good friends with quite a few of them. <laughs> like, you know, I see a lot of them down at the watering hole or, you know, not the watering hole, the water cooler, that's the one, oh, yeah. which is our Woolies. Oh, right. Well. Yeah, so, yeah. The supermarket. <laughs> if you want to go to Woolworths around here, you actually have to put aside a decent amount of time because most of the time you'll be catching up with people in the spice aisle. So how do you feel now when you see a past client who came in for a free session for the exhibition and they spent two or $3,000 or $1,000? Fine, because that was their choice. And I know that what they've got was something that's that's really valuable to them. Otherwise, they wouldn't have bought it. So I trust that my clients will choose what they can afford and I give them options to be able to afford it if they want to do a payment plan and things like that. So I don't really have any qualms about seeing people around who've like I had one family and this is not even in this is not from the motherhood exhibition and they had a maternity and then a newborn session and they spent over seven thousand dollars and they've just I just did another shoot for them about a month ago for their newest edition and they've spent another couple of thousand dollars and he's my accountant so you know (laughs) it's kind of in a small town everyone wears a lot of different hats and you just I don't know we we sort of value each other's talents but we can still be friends as well I don't know if that's a normal dynamic because it's such a small area you just have to kind of get on with it really so good Um, just talking about where you live in Cooma I mean I know Cooma quite well only because I sort of head through there on the way to the snowies when I go skiing. Yeah. Would there be 30,000, 40,000 people in Cooma? I don't know. Oh, that's a 
good question. I don't actually know. It's only small though, isn't it? It's small. It's not huge. But I mean, it's interesting because it used to be in winter that it would grow quite significantly. And same with gingerbine and stuff. I know it used to something like triple in size. But summer's kind of becoming a bit of a, well, as you know, with the cycling, it's a hot spot for cycling now, which is lovely that we have two seasons of cool things to do. So good. So how far and wide were people you know, responding to your ads, your Facebook ads? Were they coming from as far as Canberra? Yeah. So for the first exhibition, I did have people come from Canberra. So that's about two hours away or one hour? From where I live, I don't actually live in Cooma itself. I live on a, a sheep and cattle property in Durangle, which is this tiny, tiny little village. And so it's about an hour and a half from Canberra for me. It's about an hour from Cooma if you sort of go into the south side. Okay. So were they coming to you or were you going to them for the photo sessions? I was going to them. So I've only just started doing sessions here on the farm, which has been amazing and really opened up opportunities as well. But I went as far as Canberra and then south I went as far as Bombala, which is about an hour and a half, a bit more than an hour, hour and a half. Okay. So an hour and a half radius pretty much around where you are. Pretty much. Any more than that. And it just gets too hard driving because the kilometres are just insane what we do out here I mean obviously it's not like out west but if you're shooting sunset and the sun sets at half past eight then it's a very late night absolutely especially with kids at home as well yeah exactly what about the sales sessions did the family have to come to you or did you go back to them again I would go back to them again so some of them were in cafes are you trying to get away from your family I love them all so much. That sounded really sarcastic. No, not at all. And that's the thing, like with this this year, I've really started to take stock and work out what's going to work best for my family because like in 2021, I had one baby and so it was a bit easier, but now with two kids and my husband works on the farm as well. So, you know, that's a seven day a week job sometimes. And so I, we're really sort of trying to work out how to make it work for our family and it's changing needs. So that sort of has meant more Zoom meetings, more Zoom sort of consultations and phone sessions and also shooting on the farm as well, which has been really great because it's beautiful. Yeah. Where I live, I'm so lucky. It's stunning. I can imagine. I can just imagine. Not to brag. <laughs> when you were going to clients' homes for sales sessions, what did you take with you? Oh, I have a big bag of tricks. <laughs> so I've got um, I've got two big wall art pieces that I lug around. One's thirty by thirty, and one's forty by twenty, and they just fitted in the boot of my car, of my old car. And then I have another bag that has. I used to have a folio box. I've sort of ditched that one now, but. It's got different frames and different print options and a measuring tape and things like that. So I love that around. I look like I'm moving in when I turn up. I like the Avon lady. So you carry these big prints in when you first turn up. You don't go and get them like halfway through the, the session. Oh, oh, yeah, I do that. I used to take them in the first time, but then I thought, sort of went, oh, this is not working. So now I rock up with my laptop some coffees, some tasty treats, and we go through there. Um, I make a slideshow and they go through that and we have a coffee and and then talk about what they want to do. And while they're looking at the pricing again, I'll go and get all the gear. 
Okay, got it, got it. I love that. What software are you using for your sales? I use ProSelect and it has been life-changing. So I got on that one pretty early. That's so good, okay. ProSelect's great. Yeah, popular choice. Yeah. And at that stage then, so you turn up to the family's home, you've done the session, they've had an amazing time, you're obviously you're making great friends while you're doing this. Mm-hmm. Have you already chosen the photo that's going to be in the exhibition and do you tell them? No. No, we work that out together because I want them to have a say as well because my taste is so different from theirs. Like It's so funny. In every single session, my favourite will be completely different to theirs. I remember one mum, I was in love with this particular photo and she's like, oh, no, I hate it. I look like I'm grimacing. No. So, yeah. But you'll still put that in the exhibition if you love it. Oh, no. No, if she's not happy with it, no, no. Oh, okay. No, so it's kind of it's a collaborative piece. Okay, right. But you said earlier that sometimes you'll have something exhibited that they may not have chosen for themselves. So the gift print, they can choose whichever one they want. So if they wanted to choose one of all the family with the partners included, well, then they can do that. So that's an opportunity for them to get a piece of art they would really like. But the ones for the exhibition are just mums and the kids. Oh, okay, right. And then that's a collaborative choice for that yeah, piece. Yes, absolutely, because I, I want them to feel amazing on the wall as well. So I don't want them yeah. to look at their photo and be like, oh, I don't like my chin in that. Yeah, for sure. So with that first exhibition, did you have like a little blurb or their name or a story attached to each image? Yeah, I actually had little slips of paper with their little bits of wisdom that they shared within the questionnaire that I sent out. So the questionnaire had a number of questions about their experiences as a mum and, you know, what was your most joyful moment? What was something that was really challenging? What would you tell yourself now when you were younger? And I had them sitting on windowsills. So as people walked around, they could pick up these little slips of paper and read these beautiful little pieces of wisdom as they were looking at the photos and enjoying a cup of tea and some snacks. So with that, you know, with the prints on the wall numbered so that when you're reading the slip of paper, you knew which mum said what thing. No. So you didn't know who was saying what, which was kind of interesting to keep it anonymous in that respect. But I also had a book accompanying the exhibition too. So that was a really nice way to show people who was who as well. Okay, so the book, was that another saleable item yeah. right, for profit or just to cover the cost of the book printing? Just to cover the cost of the book. Okay, so why create the book? Because it's a nice memento, because it's kind of a an opportunity to be in a book. I think this year I did it a bit differently. I had a pamphlet made. And next year I'll probably do it differently again. I would probably, I want to create a more sort of stylized magazine and that would be for profit. This year I I sold the booklet for charity. Okay. So uh, any profits went to the, uh, was it the motherhood charity? I think I saw. Yeah. Motherland. Motherland. Yeah. So in that book, did that have the name of the mum or the kids or the family and the blurb? Yeah. So I can actually show you I have one here. I know that our listeners won't be able to see it. Oh, okay, so, so it's a soft cover. Yeah. Soft cover book, mum and a daughter there, mama hood on the. Yeah. So it's about, a, is it about A4 size? Yeah, about A4 size. And it's got mum's name and then with a beautiful 
bit of wisdom that she's she's shared in her portrait as well. Okay, beautiful, nice and simple. You've got, is it just one family on each page? Yes, yeah. Yeah, and then a little blurb. Yeah. And the same photos that were exhibited. Yes. Love it. So good. All right. So that was the first one. And obviously you were inspired to go again. I think you said, well, I said earlier that you told me that brought in about $75,000, which is incredible. Yes. What about this second one? How did that go financially? So the second one was great. So just to clarify, from all of the leads from that first exhibition, it was around about 75-ish thousand from that. And then but because I wasn't able to use all of the people from that call out, they flowed over into this exhibition. And I didn't actually run a Facebook ad this time. What did you do? All I did was put out a call on our local notice boards, which was free. So why did you do that if the Facebook's ads only cost you 40 something dollars and work so well? Because I wanted to try it. And also our Facebook notice boards down here, I don't know if it's the same everywhere, but they're really active. So Facebook notice board, not like the notice board in the Woolies at the front of Woolies, that sort of thing. Oh, no, 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 no. Facebook notice boards. No. Oh, okay. Sorry. (laughs) So like a community group. Oh, yeah. I mean, that would be an interesting way to do things. Put the, the little tab where you have to pull off the number and yeah. give us a call. <laughs> that's what I thought you meant. No, no, no. That was, okay. That's very innovative, but um, that's going old school. But no, I did I did Facebook notice boards this time around. So I just, yeah, from all the, the Facebook notice boards in our area and just posted something on that and said, hey, anyone interested, this is what you get. This is what you can do. Um, fill in this questionnaire. Again, link back to the questionnaire. So I'm curious, when you posted about the new exhibition on the notice boards, did you get any past clients saying how wonderful it was and, and they were exhibited, or did you get anyone saying they saw the last exhibition and they wanted to be in this one? Like, Did you get any of that? Yes. Yep. I had people tagging each other. I had people saying, hey, you should do this, such and such. Quick, get on it. I had people raving about their past experience in the exhibition. Um, It was beautiful, actually. I was surprised at that response. I just thought people might jump on and fill in the form, but I had to pull it after about 12 hours because I had too many people. 12 hours? How good is that? Roughly 12 hours, yeah. It's amazing. I think I missed one and it kept going. And, um, (laughs) And I had people like ticking in again. I was like, oh, better. Shut that one down again. <laughs> How do you close it down? Do you just do you delete the post or do you say, oh, I'm full? I think that one was you mark it as sold or something. Okay, right. Oh, so it was actually like marketplace. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. some of them are marketplace, like the buy, swap and sell ones, and some of them are just your notice boards that you just cancel it or say thanks very much. I can't that's all right that's all right that's plenty did you get any negative comments did you get anyone saying oh you know look out you're going to spend two thousand dollars if you sign up for this free session premium members of photobiz exposed hear more of the best photography business strategies from every guest Katie, this has been amazing. I'm so glad you let me know when you sent me that invite to your exhibition. I'm so sad I couldn't make it. Um, and you were six hours away from me or six, five hours away from me. Sorry. So it's hard to get there. <laughs> but uh, I would have loved to have seen it. And, and look again. You just have to- 
plan a bike trip around the next one. I, yes, yeah, or a ski trip, one or the other. <laughs> well, it's going to be around March, so. <laughs> okay, it has to be cycling then. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> I do have one more question to ask you, but before that, so where's the best place for the listener to go and see examples of your work, these exhibitions? Where can we go? Yeah, absolutely. So my website's katiephillipsphotography.com.au. I'm really poor on Facebook and Instagram's kind of where to find most of my stuff, which is katiephillips underscore photography. Okay, great. I'll add links to those and we'll have some examples of your work in the, in the show notes as well to accompany the audio here. To finish off, I was going to ask you, it feels like you found your marketing niche, like you know how to find your clients now and you've given them a way to find you and uh, yes. it feels like things are comfortable in that regard. Do you still go exploring other marketing ways to bring in clients or are you just happy now like just riding this roller coaster for the exhibitions? Um, no, I, I like to sort of diversify things. I think having all your eggs in one basket can be a bit risky. So even though this is my main sort of way to bring in people and has been incredibly successful, I also like to do other sort of promotional things as well. So I'll be setting up a Mother's Day promotion with some local businesses that um, are keen to do a collaboration and stuff. So We'll do the third-party marketing for that. And um, I also do mini sessions and um, other things like that. So it's I think it's important to have a few avenues to bring in people. And also from, from this campaign, uh, one of my questions from the questionnaire was, do you want to be on my email list? So from that, I've been able to really expand my email list because, you know, Facebook might go away tomorrow. We don't know, and I'm really conscious of building that up as well. Well, you, you know that you can always resort to the little tear-off tabs at Woolies if Facebook goes away. Well, that is also true. <laughs> I shall have to give that a go and I will report back. <laughs> <laughs> Katie, it's been so good to put a face to a name, to chat. Just as long as it doesn't go to the, um, the, the phone number on the back of the door of the toilet or something like that. That would not be good. <laughs> For a good time, phone Katie Phillips. <laughs> yes, that's right. For, for everlasting memories, call. <laughs> oh, my God. We've got a delay in the audio now. It's the worst timing for a delay. <laughs> it is, isn't it? <laughs> oh. Katie, you're amazing. Thank you again so much for coming on and sharing everything you have. My pleasure, Andrew. Thank you so much for having me on. It's been great. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Katie as much as I did. Katie, if you are listening, again, thank you so much for getting in touch, for reaching out initially to tell me about the success of your exhibitions. And massive congrats again. And thank you again also for coming on and sharing everything you did. I really am looking forward to hopefully meeting up in person at some point when I'm on my way down to the snow for a ski trip or to see one of your future exhibitions. Either way, I'm looking forward to following your future and hearing more success stories from you. For you, the listener, I do hope you got a ton from what Katie had to share. Have you ever thought about running or putting together an exhibition of your work? Had you ever thought about using it as a marketing strategy? I think this is so, so good. I'd love to hear your feedback. And if you have any follow-up questions for Katie, 
You can do both in the comments area of the show notes. This week, you'll find them at photobizx.com forward slash 514. Now, the comment section is at the very bottom of the page. Above that, you'll see links to anything and everything that Katie mentioned. You'll also see examples of her beautiful work. It's all there in that one spot. And of course, if you are a premium member, you'll find Katie in the members Facebook group. You'll have easy access to her there. If you have a follow-up question, or if you just want to say thanks for coming on and sharing what you did, I'm sure Katie would love to hear from you there. It's shout-out time. I've got two big shout-outs for today's episode. The first one goes to Adelaide family photographer Deb Elton, who is based in Australia, and she said in her Google review... I just love all the excellent information and interviews Andrew provides each week to help grow my photography business. There is always something new to learn. Thank you, Andrew. My business would not be where it is today without the Photo Biz Exposed podcast. Thank you, Deb. That is awesome. I know you've been listening for so many years and I'm looking forward to catching up again in Adelaide next time I'm down there, hopefully in January 2024 for the Tour Down Under. The second big shout out this week goes to New Hampshire's dog photographer, Kimberly Sarah, who's based in the US. And she also left a five star Google review and she says Andrew nails every interview and asks the questions the listener wants to ask. My business mind has grown since listening to Photo Biz X, and I encourage every type of photographer to listen and go for the premium membership. It is so worth it. Keep going, Andrew. And she says, on a side note, this American loves his Aussie accent. (laughs) That's so good. Thank you, Kimberly, so much. I love your website, by the way, and your studio or um, exhibition space, I should say, looks absolutely incredible. Thank you both to you, Kimberly, and also to you, Deb, for taking the time to leave those reviews in Google. I have added a link using a keyword phrase that I think you're looking to rank for in the show notes for today's episode, both pointing back to your respective websites to help you with your SEO. So massive thanks again, Deb and Kimberly, for taking the time to do that. Alrighty, that is going to wrap up this episode of the podcast. Massive thanks again to Katie for coming on and sharing everything she did. Don't forget to go and register for the upcoming sales training with Mark Rosetto. It's happening this week. More details at photobizx.com forward slash sales course. And if you don't have an automated email response set up with Lead Magnet, make sure you get that done. It is so, so simple. It's one of those pieces of low-hanging fruit for your business. And if you need more help with that, just get in touch, let me know, and I can give you some more details or interviews to check out on that topic. Alrighty, massive thanks again for listening. Have a great week wherever you are in the world. Stay safe, healthy, and well, and I will talk to you soon. Bye for now. If you have enjoyed this episode, head to photobizx.com. Join the conversation, leave a comment, and share your thoughts on the interview with Andrew and today's special guest. 